just at that time, there arrived some people who informed Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he replied by saying to them, do you think that these Galileans were greater sinners than all the other Galileans because they have suffered in this way? I tell you no, but unless you repent, change your mind for the better and heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, you will all likewise perish and be lost eternally. Or of those 18 on whom the tower in Shalom fell and killed them, do you think that they were more guilty offenders or debtors than all the others who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, change your mind for the better and heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, you will all likewise perish and be lost eternally. I read to you from the Amplified Bible from the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 5. And the message of this scripture or this passage is unless we repent of our own wickedness, our own wicked ways and sins, we're going to all perish. And we cannot look at those who are experiencing devastation, loss, hurt, harm, destruction via tornadoes and floods and hurricanes and things that are so unpredictable that are happening every single day, we cannot look at those individuals who've lost their lives through sudden destruction and think, even as they did in Jesus's day, that those people must have been awful sinners, that such a horrible thing would happen to them. But just like the tower that fell in the book of Genesis and the book of um not Genesis, but the book of the gospel of St. Luke chapter 13. 300 people died in that particular event. But Jesus told the people that were observant of this, don't think those people were more guilty of sin than you are. For except you repent, you will all likewise perish. So my word to you today this is Elder Michelle. It's considered the day and the times that we're living in because we're hearing about destruction and devastation on every hand. Of every, the Bible says the entire imagination of man's heart is evil continually in the days of the flood. Man's heart, his imagination, he did everything. He was big and bad and angry and vicious and evil enough to do. And God had to destroy the earth with the massive flooding in the days of Noah. He gave a promise of the rainbow sign saying it won't be water, but it'll be fire next time. You've heard the song. What the world is experiencing now 
is a series of events that are compelling us closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. I know you don't hear it talked about, preached about, or ministered often. But Jesus told his disciples that he was coming back again. He told him to do the sacrament of the Holy Communion until he returned again. His last words in dying didn't just come from the cross. It was the last messages that he taught his disciples in those last days that he spent with them. And even before he ascended to heaven and after the, after the resurrection, the message was, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus that you see going up into the heavens shall come again in like manner. The last message they heard from Jesus was that he was coming back again. And Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 24 about the signs of the times, the times that we're living in. And right now you're saying, some of you, I've heard about this all of my life. I heard about the coming of the Lord 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Get ready, get right, church, let's go home. And still, he's not here. And yet the word of God says, yet now is your salvation nearer than when you first believed. Jesus Christ is coming back to redeem the people of God and to rapture them away. It's not a myth, but it is a mystery. Uh, and we who trust and believe in his word and his promises know them to be sure and to be irrefutable and undeniable. The Lord will return for his church. The question is, will you be ready when he comes? And the scripture asks the question, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth or will you be gambling, partying, drinking, drugging, having your sex parties, doing everything ungodly imaginable and thinking <laughs> God doesn't see, he's not coming back. I got away with this before. I can get away with this again. The Bible says that in a moment that we think not, the Son of Man will come. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the trump, the last trump, the trump of God, and with the voice of the archangel. Can you imagine the voice of an archangel resounding throughout this earth and Jesus appearing in the sky and catching up the people of God who are ready to meet him? the graves popping open and those who died in Christ in faith, trusting and believing that the Lord was their savior, deliverer and coming back to get them, not to leave them in the grave for all of eternity. And that day happens and you're left behind because you thought it was all a myth or a fairy tale. Well, Jesus had so much to say to his disciples, so much to entreat them and instruct them and to help them to walk in a way that was godly and a way that would bring them closer and closer to him. 
And in this day, in that 13th chapter of St. Luke, he warns his disciples and the people listening that you cannot look at a person's life and how things pan out with them. Maybe they were the victim of a tornado, a flood, a tower that fell, even the twin towers that fell on 9-11 and think these people must have been really wicked people. No, the people weren't wicked people. Everyone that passed away that day didn't have a hope of the coming of the Lord. We know that for sure. But we know that many good righteous people perished that day as well because the enemy had a plan to destroy and he executed that plan and took 3,000 souls out of the earth realm that day. But it wasn't because they were so wicked and we were so righteous that it didn't happen to us and it happened to them. Jesus told the people listening to him that day, if you don't repent, if you don't get your heart right with God, if you don't turn from your wicked ways and truly think about the things that you've done, acknowledging them as wicked and evil, ungodly, offensive, demeaning, if you don't acknowledge them as not of God, as not righteous, as sinful and turn from that the warning is you shall all likewise perish God is giving us ample time after time after time after time after time to get it right every morning we wake up and we breathe a breath of fresh air we open our mouths and we can talk. We listen and we can hear the sound of the crickets, the cicadas, the dogs barking, the birds chirping. Every day that our heart is beating, and our lungs are functioning, we have an opportunity to get it right with God. But instead of getting it right, too many add sin to sin to sin and the iniquities abound they are abounding in the land. There's so much evil and wickedness and sinfulness in the land. But one day the Lord is coming back for his church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And those of us who are alive and remain that are ready to meet the Lord in, his, in, in, in the air who have our lamps trimmed and burning. We're living holy, righteous, godly lives to the best of our ability and by the help and grace of the Holy Spirit in us, instructing us in righteousness and leading us in that path because the Lord is our shepherd. And we're ready to meet him when he comes. We will be caught up to meet him in the air. I want to ask you today, are you living in sin? Are you continuing with the lying, the stealing, the backbiting, the hatred, the anger, the bad attitude, the negative behavior, the blasphemous behavior, the wickedness of heart and mind and thought and deed? Are you continuing in that vein? 
Because if there's something in you today that you know that God is not pleased with, and you just go on and you just gloss over it and mask over it like a person looking in the mirror, seeing all the pimples and just putting on makeup to cover all of that, knowing that underneath that skin needs attention. And instead of giving it the attention that you need, it needs you keep covering it up. Are you one of those who's just covering up your sins? Putting on a smile, putting on uh, fancy clothes, fancy shoes, and a fancy attire. And people see all of the fanciness about you and they conclude this person must be a good person. And the Bible says, in the hearts of man dwells no good thing. But what proceeds out of the heart are evil thoughts, adulteries, murders. That's in the heart of man. And that stuff has gotten in the heart of man through the years of their life, their existence. Satan has sown seeds. Those seeds have come up inside of you. A root of bitterness has created the anger, the vengeance, the vileness, the unforgiveness in your heart has corrupted your soul so that you do things which are ungodly, sinful, evil, and maybe you're not a son of Sam, murderer, mass murderer, God forbid, but maybe you're murdering people with your tongue. Maybe your lies that you tell on people are killing their character. You're murdering their the person in a way that they never recover from because of the vicious gossip that proceeds out of your mouth that you don't repent of. Instead, you laugh and you joke and you chew and you smoke and you pray. And you think you're going to get into heaven like that. But I promise you, if you don't repent of this, you yourself are going to suffer at the judgment seat of God. The worst words that we ever could hear are those spoken in the word of God where it says that many will come in my name saying, didn't I do this in your name, O God? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do other great works in your name? And the Lord will say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. You got on the job. You worked all day long, but I didn't assign you to that position. You will not get paid. If you walk up to a foreman and you did that, and you said, you know, I've been out here picking up these bricks all day long. I'm ready for my pay. And he looks at you and says, who are you? And where did you come from? Oh, I was here since 7 o'clock this morning working. Didn't you see me down there? And the foreman says, nobody told you to do that. You didn't have a contract to do that. You cannot get paid for work that you were never hired for. If in the natural, man has enough sense to say to someone that's come up and said, I want my reward now, 
that they're not entitled to a reward because they didn't do what needed to be done in the proper way procedurally to get that reward and they didn't have their orders to do what they did, there is no reward. Or maybe conversely, they did have the order, but they didn't do what they were told to do. And they didn't do it in the path that was supposed to be done. And they were being paid by the day. They're not going to get the reward. You may be in the pulpit preaching, but you go home and you do things you know are ungodly. Behind the scenes, behind the closed doors, your life is a mess, spiritually speaking. And you know that you're guilty of sin. You know you're grieving the spirit of God, but you continue to do the ungodly things that you do. Those words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you are going to be in your future if you don't repent. Turn to God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole strength, and your entire being. Ask him to have mercy upon you and forgive you and wash you and cleanse you, to pour out his spirit upon you. If you empty out your soul, he can fill you up with his spirit. You already have the word, but you're not doing the word. It's become unfruitful to you. But if you empty out and pour out your soul before God and cry out in humility and humble submission, the Lord will pour into you everything that you need to be restored, to be renewed, to be replenished, and to be made whole for except ye repent ye shall all likewise perish it's time to come on into the ark before the rain starts time to come on in it's time to let go of that past let go of the drugs, let go of all the women, all the street activity. Let go of it. Let go of the anger. Let go of the fear, the doubt, the unbelief. Let go of Satan's lies who's trying to tell you you're going to miss something if you turn your heart and life over to Christ, if you get saved. Satan is a liar. And he's trying to keep you out of the kingdom of God. But today is your day. And except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Young people are dying every single day. There was a time when you would not hear about young people, young women especially, being shot and murdered and slain and left in garbage cans and left in drains and thrown into the river and shot in their cars. There was a time we didn't hear about things like that. But now every day, young women, teenage girls and boys are being kidnapped, abused, drugged, raped, dismembered, their lives taken away. They wanted to run the streets. They wanted to be their own boss. They didn't want to listen to grandma or mama. 
They wanted to do their own thing, and now where are they today? They're in an early grave because they didn't ever think it could happen to them. And you, you've been running from the Lord for a long time. It's time for you to surrender, to let go, and let God. He wants to transform your life and make you brand new by the power of God. But he will not make you do anything. He won't force himself on you. He's a gentleman. He will not make you bend and bow. No. However, there is coming a day that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. Until that day comes, you are a free moral agent and you can walk with God or you can walk away from God. You make the decision about your life. But here's the thing. There are consequences to every decision that we make. This is both natural and spiritual. You choose your path. Yes, you do. But you also have consequences and those you cannot choose the consequences. You don't know what's going to be the end result of the choices that you make. And there you are sitting behind bars for the rest of your life wondering how your life could have been if you would have just made a different choice. Or there you are homeless and you wonder how life could have been if you would have made a different choice and not cheated on your wife or your husband or whatever the case may have been. The choices that we make have consequences. Again, we don't choose the consequences. The seeds that we sow are tiny little specks, some almost not visible to the human eye, but they come up like a giant oak tree. The seed that goes into the ground does not look like the blade that comes up out of the ground. The deeds that you're sowing today will not look like the consequences of your life. But even when you see horrific events transpire in the life of other individuals, you still cannot judge them and say they must have been horrible sinners. Look at what happened to them. It may not have been anything that they did. It literally could have been something that their fathers did, their parents or forefathers. And the ripple down effect doesn't take place until you see it before your eyes. I'm saying to you today, While there's time to get your heart and life right with Christ, this is the time to do it. The scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not is condemned already. You don't have to be among the condemned. 
you can be among the redeemed. And this is Elder Michelle saying, I want to pray with you. Wherever you're hearing this podcast, you might be hearing it on Mornings with Michelle, or you might be hearing it on the Holy Scriptures being shared by Elder Michelle. Whichever case you find yourself listening to this word, I am sharing it with you on this beautiful, very, very hot day in August, thinking about the fact that hell will be inescapable. Today we can get under air conditioning. We can get a fan. We can get cool water. We can get something to bring us some kind of relief. But in that day, when the Lord says, depart from me, I never knew you, there will be no relief. But there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as you're condemned to eternal punishment from which there is no escape. Turn to the Lord now. Do it now. Do it now. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray for every listener. For those who are aware of who you are and have opened up their hearts to you and received you as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would strengthen them Help them, deliver them from every ungodly soul tie, everything that would keep them far from you, and set them on a solid foundation, ordering their footsteps from earth to glory, that they might be ready when you come for them or you call for them by name, that their life on this earth comes to an end. Make them ready. Make them prepared. Keep them seeking you and striving and pressing to make it in. Strengthen them. Give them the fortitude and the faith that they need as we continue on this life's journey. And I pray for those who don't know you, that have never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, of who you are, and have not entered into a personal relationship with the Son of God, the Savior of the world. For them, I pray, God, that you would touch their hearts indelibly. I pray that you would break up the fallow ground. I pray that the hardness of the hearts that have happened because of circumstances, events, and sin would be broken now obliterated now that you would break up the fallow ground and destroy the hardness of their hearts and allow them to open up their hearts and invite Christ in. And I pray that you would come in, Lord, and save and deliver them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray this prayer with me if you don't know Jesus in a personal, real way. Follow after me and say, Lord, I heard the prayer of Elder Michelle. And now I believe that Jesus died for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. I need to be saved. I ask you to come in. And receive me as your son. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray. Forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me whole. And I thank you for it now. Amen and amen. Praise God. If you pray that prayer or anything like it, acknowledging Jesus as the Christ and acknowledging your sins, confessing and forsaking them, and inviting Christ into your heart, this day, this moment, and this hour, you are saved. And all the angels of heaven are rejoicing over you right now, shouting out your name in heaven, saying, Johnny came in, Timothy came in, Harold came in, Karen came in, Lucy came in, Bethany came in, Beulah came in, Anthony came in, and they're shouting out your name and praising God in the heavenlies as your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. You are now God's child. I pray that you would message me on the app and let me know what happened today. If this message resonates with you, leave me a message on the app. There's a section on it when you turn to the um, opening page on this podcast. You'll see where, where it says message. Click on that and leave me a voice message. Tell me how I can help you and pray for you more. You can just give me your first name and I'll remember you in my prayers. And if you want to share your testimony, I can share it on the podcast. Wherever you may be, whether you're in Australia or Germany or whether you're in Africa or Asia, wherever your location, anywhere in the United States, just let me know you're there. And I will continue to pray for you. This is Elder Michelle telling you what St. Luke chapter 13 has said, the words of Jesus. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. You have repented today. God has heard your prayer. And you're now his child. Get your Bible, read it, pray every day. Get in a church. Seek out the Lord as never before. You can always get him in your heart through his word. So read the Psalms. Read the book of John, St. John. Read the Proverbs just to have something to chew on spiritually to nourish your soul. It will be good to you and you will be glad you did. Well, I'm going to say goodbye for for now. I'm going to say the Lord bless and keep you as my prayer. Until we meet again via this podcast, this is my prayer. Say God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed beginning, new beginning to the best days of your life. God bless. Just at that time, there arrived some people who informed Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he replied by saying to them, Do you think that these Galileans were greater sinners than all the other Galileans 
because they have suffered in this way? I tell you no, but unless you repent, change your mind for the better, and heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, you will all likewise perish and be lost eternally. Or of those 18 on whom the tower in Shalom fell and killed them, do you think that they were more guilty offenders or debtors than all the others who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, change your mind for the better, and heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, you will all likewise perish and be lost eternally. I read to you from the Amplified Bible, from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. And the message of this scripture, or this passage, is unless we repent of our own wickedness, our own wicked ways and sins, we're going to all perish and we cannot look at those who are experiencing devastation, loss, hurt, harm, destruction via tornadoes and floods and hurricanes and things that are so unpredictable that are happening every single day. We cannot look at those individuals who've lost their lives through sudden destruction and think even as they did in Jesus' day, that those people must have been awful sinners, that such a horrible thing would happen to them. But just like the tower that fell in the book of Genesis and the book of, um, not Genesis, but the book of the gospel of St. Luke chapter 13, 300 people died in that particular event. But Jesus told the people that were observant of this, don't think those people were more guilty of sin than you are. For except you repent, you will all likewise perish. So my word to you today, this is Elder Michelle, is consider the day and the times that we're living in because we're hearing about destruction and devastation on every hand. Of every, the Bible says the entire imagination of man's heart is evil continually in the days of the flood. Man's heart, his imagination, he did everything he was big and bad and angry and vicious and evil enough to do. And God had to destroy the earth with the massive flooding in the days of Noah. He gave a promise of the rainbow sign saying it won't be water, but it'll be fire next time. You've heard the song. What the world is experiencing now is a series of events that are compelling us closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. I know you don't hear it talked about, preached about, or ministered often. But Jesus told his disciples that he was coming back again. He told him to do 
the sacrament of the Holy Communion until he returned again. His last words in dying didn't just come from the cross. It was the last messages that he taught his disciples in those last days that he spent with them. And even before he ascended to heaven and after the, after the resurrection, the message was, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus that you see going up into the heavens shall come again in like manner. The last message they heard from Jesus was that he was coming back again. And Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 24 about the signs of the times, the times that we're living in. And right now you're saying, some of you, I've heard about this all of my life. I heard about the coming of the Lord 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Get ready, get right, church, let's go home. And still, he's not here. And yet the word of God says, yet now is your salvation nearer than when you first believed. Jesus Christ is coming back to redeem the people of God and to rapture them away. It's not a myth, but it is a mystery. Uh, and we who trust and believe in his word and his promises know them to be sure and to be irrefutable and undeniable. The Lord will return for his church. The question is, will you be ready when he comes? And the scripture asks the question, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth or will you be gambling, partying, drinking, drugging, having your sex parties, doing everything ungodly imaginable and thinking <laughs> God doesn't see, he's not coming back. I got away with this before. I can get away with this again. The Bible says that in a moment that we think not, the Son of Man will come. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the trump, the last trump, the trump of God, and with the voice of the archangel. Can you imagine the voice of an archangel resounding throughout this earth and Jesus appearing in the sky and catching up the people of God who are ready to meet him? the graves popping open and those who died in Christ in faith, trusting and believing that the Lord was their savior, deliverer and coming back to get them, not to leave them in the grave for all of eternity. And that day happens and you're left behind because you thought it was all a myth or a fairy tale. Well, Jesus had so much to say to his disciples, so much to entreat them and instruct them and to help them to walk in a way that was godly and a way that would bring them closer and closer to him. And in this day, in that 13th chapter of St. Luke, he warns his disciples and the people listening that you cannot look at a person's life and how things pan out with them. Maybe they were the victim of a tornado, a flood, a tower that fell, 
even the Twin Towers that fell on 9-11 and think these people must have been really wicked people. No, the people weren't wicked people. Everyone that passed away that day didn't have a hope of the coming of the Lord. We know that for sure. But we know that many good righteous people perished that day as well because the enemy had a plan to destroy and he executed that plan and took 3,000 souls out of the earth realm that day. But it wasn't because they were so wicked and we were so righteous that it didn't happen to us and it happened to them. Jesus told the people listening to him that day, if you don't repent, if you don't get your heart right with God, if you don't turn from your wicked ways and truly think about the things that you've done, acknowledging them as wicked and evil, ungodly, offensive, demeaning, if you don't acknowledge them as not of God, as not righteous, as sinful, and turn from that, the warning is, you shall all likewise perish. God is giving us ample time after time after time after time after time to get it right. Every morning we wake up and we breathe a breath of fresh air. We open our mouths and we can talk. We listen and we can hear the sound of the crickets, the cicadas, the dogs barking, the birds chirping. Every day that our heart is beating and our lungs are functioning, we have an opportunity to get it right with God. But instead of getting it right, too many add sin to sin to sin and the iniquities abound they are abounding in the land. There's so much evil and wickedness and sinfulness in the land. But one day the Lord is coming back for his church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And those of us who are alive and remain that are ready to meet the Lord in, his, in, in, in the air, who have our lamps trimmed and burning. We're living holy, righteous, godly lives to the best of our ability and by the help and grace of the Holy Spirit in us, instructing us in righteousness and leading us in that path because the Lord is our shepherd. And we're ready to meet him when he comes. We will be caught up to meet him in the air. I want to ask you today, are you living in sin? Are you continuing with the lying, the stealing, the backbiting, the hatred, the anger, the bad attitude, the negative behavior, the blasphemous behavior, the wickedness of heart and mind and thought and deed? Are you continuing in that vein? Because if there's something in you today that you know that God is not pleased with and you just go on and you just gloss over it and mask over it like a person looking in the mirror, seeing all the pimples and just putting on makeup to cover all of that, knowing that underneath that skin needs attention, 
And instead of giving it the attention that you need, it needs, you keep covering it up. Are you one of those who's just covering up your sins? Putting on a smile, putting on uh, fancy clothes, fancy shoes, and a fancy attire. And people see all of the fanciness about you and they conclude this person must be a good person. And the Bible says, in the hearts of man dwells no good thing. But what proceeds out of the heart are evil thoughts, adulteries, murders. That's in the heart of man. And that stuff has gotten in the heart of man through the years of their life, their existence. Satan has sown seeds. Those seeds have come up inside of you. A root of bitterness has created the anger, the vengeance, the vileness, the unforgiveness in your heart has corrupted your soul so that you do things which are ungodly, sinful, evil, and maybe you're not a son of Sam, murderer, mass murderer, God forbid, but maybe you're murdering people with your tongue. Maybe your lies that you tell on people are killing their character. You're murdering their the person in a way that they never recover from because of the vicious gossip that proceeds out of your mouth that you don't repent of. Instead, you laugh and you joke and you chew and you smoke and you pray. And you think you're going to get into heaven like that. But I promise you, if you don't repent of this, you yourself are going to suffer at the judgment seat of God. The worst words that we ever could hear are those spoken in the word of God where it says that many will come in my name saying, didn't I do this in your name, O God? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do other great works in your name? And the Lord will say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. You got on the job. You worked all day long, but I didn't assign you to that position. You will not get paid. If you walk up to a foreman and you did that, and you said, you know, I've been out here picking up these bricks all day long. I'm ready for my pay. And he looks at you and says, who are you? And where did you come from? Oh, I was here since 7 o'clock this morning working. Didn't you see me down there? And the foreman says, nobody told you to do that. You didn't have a contract to do that. You cannot get paid for work that you were never hired for. If in the natural, man has enough sense to say to someone that's come up and said, I want my reward now, that they're not entitled to a reward because they didn't do what needed to be done in the proper way procedurally to get that reward, and they didn't have their orders to do what they did, there is no reward. Or maybe conversely, they did have the order, but they didn't do what they were told to do. And they didn't do it in the path that was supposed to be done. 
and they were being paid by the day. They're not going to get the reward. You may be in the pulpit preaching, but you go home and you do things you know are ungodly. Behind the scenes, behind the closed doors, your life is a mess, spiritually speaking. And you know that you're guilty of sin. You know you're grieving the spirit of God, but you continue to do the ungodly things that you do. Those words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Are going to be in your future if you don't repent. Turn to God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole strength, and your entire being. Ask him to have mercy upon you and forgive you and wash you and cleanse you to pour out his spirit upon you. If you empty out your soul, he can fill you up with his spirit. You already have the word, but you're not doing the word. It's become unfruitful to you. But if you empty out and pour out your soul before God and cry out in humility and humble submission, the Lord will pour into you everything that you need to be restored, to be renewed, to be replenished, and to be made whole. For except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. It's time to come on into the ark before the rain starts. Time to come on in. It's time to let go of that past. Let go of the drugs. Let go of all the women, all the street activity. Let go of it. Let go of the anger. Let go of the fear, the doubt, the unbelief. Let go of Satan's lies who's trying to tell you you're going to miss something if you turn your heart and life over to Christ, if you get saved. Satan is a liar. And he's trying to keep you out of the kingdom of God. But today is your day. And except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Young people are dying every single day. There was a time when you would not hear about young people, young women especially, being shot and murdered and slain and left in garbage cans and left in drains and thrown into the river and shot in their cars. There was a time we didn't hear about things like that. But now every day, young women, teenage girls and boys are being kidnapped, abused, drugged, raped, dismembered, their lives taken away. They wanted to run the streets. They wanted to be their own boss. They didn't want to listen to grandma or mama. They wanted to do their own thing, and now where are they today? They're in an early grave because they didn't ever think it could happen to them. And you, you've been running from the Lord for a long time. It's time for you to surrender, to let go, and let God. 
He wants to transform your life and make you brand new by the power of God. But he will not make you do anything. He won't force himself on you. He's a gentleman. He will not make you bend and bow. No. However, there is coming a day that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. Until that day comes, you are a free moral agent and you can walk with God or you can walk away from God. You make the decision about your life. But here's the thing. There are consequences to every decision that we make. This is both natural and spiritual. You choose your path. Yes, you do. But you also have consequences and those you cannot choose the consequences. You don't know what's going to be the end result of the choices that you make. And there you are sitting behind bars for the rest of your life, wondering how your life could have been if you would have just made a different choice. Or there you are homeless and you wonder how life could have been if you would have made a different choice and not cheated on your wife or your husband or whatever the case may have been. The choices that we make have consequences. Again, we don't choose the consequences. The seeds that we sow are tiny little specks, some almost not visible to the human eye, but they come up like a giant oak tree. The seed that goes into the ground does not look like the blade that comes up out of the ground. The deeds that you're sowing today will not look like the consequences of your life. But even when you see horrific events transpire in the life of other individuals, you still cannot judge them and say they must have been horrible sinners. Look at what happened to them. It may not have been anything that they did. It literally could have been something that their fathers did, their parents or forefathers. And the ripple down effect doesn't take place until you see it before your eyes. I'm saying to you today, while there's time to get your heart and life right with Christ, this is the time to do it. The scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not is condemned already. You don't have to be among the condemned. You can be among the redeemed. And this is Elder Michelle saying, I want to pray with you. Wherever you're hearing this podcast, you might be hearing it on Mornings with Michelle, or you might be hearing it on the Holy Scriptures being shared by Elder Michelle. Whichever case you find yourself listening to this word, I am sharing it with you 
on this beautiful, very, very hot day in August, thinking about the fact that hell will be inescapable. Today we can get under air conditioning. We can get a fan. We can get cool water. We can get something to bring us some kind of relief. But in that day, when the Lord says, depart from me, I never knew you. There will be no relief, but there'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as you're condemned to eternal punishment from which there is no escape. Turn to the Lord now. Do it now. Do it now. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray for every listener. For those who are aware of who you are and have opened up their hearts to you and received you as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would strengthen them, help them, deliver them from every ungodly soul tie, everything that would keep them far from you, and set them on a solid foundation ordering their footsteps from earth to glory that they might be ready when you come for them or you call for them by name that their life on this earth comes to an end. Make them ready. Make them prepared. Keep them seeking you and striving and pressing to make it in. Strengthen them. Give them the fortitude and the faith that they need as we continue on this life's journey. And I pray for those who don't know you, that have never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, of who you are, and have not entered into a personal relationship with the Son of God, the Savior of the world. For them, I pray, God, that you would touch their hearts indelibly, I pray that you would break up the fallow ground. I pray that the hardness of the hearts that have happened because of circumstances, events, and sin would be broken now, obliterated now, that you would break up the fallow ground and destroy the hardness of their hearts and allow them to open up their hearts and invite Christ in. And I pray that you would come in, Lord, and save and deliver them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray this prayer with me if you don't know Jesus in a personal, real way. Follow after me and say, Lord, I heard the prayer of Elder Michelle. And now I believe that Jesus died for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. I need to be saved. I ask you to come in and receive me as your son. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me whole. And I thank you for it now. Amen and amen. Praise God. If you pray that prayer or anything like it, 
acknowledging Jesus as the Christ and acknowledging your sins, confessing and forsaking them, and inviting Christ into your heart. This day, this moment, and this hour, you are saved. And all the angels of heaven are rejoicing over you right now, shouting out your name in heaven, saying, Johnny came in, Timothy came in, Harold came in, Karen came in, Lucy came in, Bethany came in, Beulah came in, Anthony came in, and they're shouting out your name and praising God in the heavenlies as your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are now God's child. I pray that you would message me on the app and let me know what happened today. If this message resonates with you, leave me a message on the app. There's a section on it when you turn to the um, opening page on this podcast. You'll see where, where it says message. Click on that and leave me a voice message. Tell me how I can help you and pray for you more. You can just give me your first name and I'll remember you in my prayers. And if you want to share your testimony, I can share it on the podcast. Wherever you may be, whether you're in Australia or Germany or whether you're in Africa or Asia, wherever your location, anywhere in the United States, just let me know you're there. And I will continue to pray for you. This is Elder Michelle telling you what St. Luke chapter 13 has said, the words of Jesus. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. You have repented today. God has heard your prayer. And you're now his child. Get your Bible, read it, pray every day. Get in a church. Seek out the Lord as never before. You can always get him in your heart through his word. So read the Psalms. Read the book of John, St. John. Read the Proverbs just to have something to chew on spiritually to nourish your soul. It will be good to you and you will be glad you did. Well, I'm going to say goodbye for now. For now. I'm going to say the Lord bless and keep you as my prayer. Until we meet again via this podcast, this is my prayer. Say God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed beginning, new beginning to the best days of your life. God bless.